0: first thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token of spliff, it's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting, to wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't remember Hello, hello. You Thank you wedding. for she joining was was me today about here about about on Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus this installment of the b-side diaries i'm your host electrostatic meat sack and well future cyborg in the making (laughs) i just had an rns implant of course my last episode i talked about going in for the surgery and uh well it's been two weeks since then and i thought i'd catch you up a little bit tell you how the surgery went and uh, other stuff going on with my medications and what we can expect moving forward um, I went into surgery August twenty fifth. Got into the anesthesia room right, right around two thirty or so. Got out um, before six thirty, so that was a quickie. And stayed the night in the hospital. The usual stay is two, maybe three nights. Um, I was actually released the next day before noon. I'm I'm a beast. Right, gold star for Mica. Recovery was fast, Uh, and of course, I couldn't have done that without an incredibly good um, neurosurgeon and uh, nursing team and lab techs at UC Health's ICU and surgical uh, floor number two in the inpatient pavilion. So, what is the RNS? What was the whole point of this? Um, they went in and they they cut a, a half moon kind of shape and pulled back the skull, pulled out, cut a little opening in the skull and installed two electrodes, one on the area that they know most of my seizures are coming from and the other one deep into the insula to try and capture the other ones that are happening in random spots. They insert those electrodes and then they wire it up to a device that they flush mounted onto my skull. So it's in my skull. There's a little space there and it's a little flip lid where they can put in the data collector and battery so they attached it to that and then once I was uh, healed up on surgery and everything was looking good they turned it on and it began collecting data pretty much right away it was gathering information as I was walking out of the hospital so I got the new prescriptions got out of the hospital went home and I'll tell you as soon as those hospital drugs wore off Woo, man! I was hurting. There was a lot of adrenaline. I think Friday afternoon when I when I was leaving because I just I didn't want to spend more time in the hospital than I had to. Not after a thirty day sleep study. So I was excited, and I think I was still kind of amped up on um, the like I said, hospital grade meds and some of the anesthesia and stuff as well. So Friday night wasn't so bad, but that weekend was rough. Spent most of the time in bed trying to handle. And manage, figure out how best to manage the painkillers, which I definitely needed that first week, especially. uh, How to balance the painkillers with the clobazam? What time of day to take it? When not to take it? Uh, it, It's taken me some time to try and figure this out. I've a lot. I've had a lot of help with some friends too. We'll get into that when we talk about the clobazam in a few. So the RNS device uh, is up and running apparently i healed up quick got out of the hospital the next day before noon and recovery was was at home has been been touch and go but gr- a gradual improvement so that's good and uh the last weekend was a rough one the memorial day weekend i hope or labor day weekend that's it <laughs> i hope you all had a great one uh we got to say goodbye to my aunt my uh one of my closest aunts in my life, passed away the morning after the surgery. And um, so we went to the memorial service and funeral um, on the Saturday of Labor Day weekend and afterwards went up to the family homestead my biological father's family homestead where my great-grandparents grandparents grandparents, and my biological father's ashes are all spread it's on this rock outcrop that we all used to go picnic at called olive's knoll is the name of it and uh it was a very special time uh got to catch up with with family i hadn't seen in decades um i got to meet new members of the family of course and just got to catch up with people who have made a big, big imprint on my life. So it was it was cathartic. That's the word I'm looking for. It was a very cathartic weekend. My younger brother came into town, hadn't seen him in seven years. So we had three days to catch up between the two of us. That was that was again emotional and really, really cool. I loved it. Loved being able to, to catch up with my brother in person. So uh, and then At the end of the Labor Day weekend, found out that my cousin on my mom's side, very dear close cousin, uh, got T-boned at an intersection down in Vegas and had to go to the uh, emergency room. Uh, She had to have her spleen removed, and so we were all on pins and needles for a few days after that as well so it 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 was really up and down and i think just all of the emotion and stuff really took its toll on me while i'm trying to heal right at least emotionally and physically definitely and a little bit mentally too and i'm still battling the the effects of the drugs as well so it's it's a lot of grounding a lot of deep breaths and a lot of visualization and and reminding yourself of which feelings and reactions are coming in, coming organically and which ones are chemically induced because of the painkillers and the seizure meds that I'm on. So it was it, it was real practice and mental fortitude, put it that way. So I continued to gradually get better and better. And this week, one of my neurosurgeon assistants checked the scars, checked the staples. She was really impressed with with how fast they're healing, said, I'm, I'm an excellent healer. So pulled out the staples. And of course that causes a little bit of tenderness for a couple of days. So I'm tender. Definitely a little bit tender. So with the scars healing well, I was okayed to lift more than just five pounds per arm. I can now lift ten pounds per arm for the next couple of weeks but until I go back in at the end of the month. And um yeah, I, I'm I'm doing pretty good, and each day is getting a little bit better than the the first. So, now what is the RNS? It's collecting this data, right? Well, what it's doing right now is it collects all the all the data, the seizure activity, and it doesn't. It's not a huge device, so it obviously doesn't have a huge amount of storage. So they send you home with a dedicated laptop and a wand. This wand looks kind of like an old. 80s cordless telephone but it's plugged in USB to the laptop and there's just one program on it and it's to collect the data via Bluetooth and then transfer the data to the patient management portal where my surgeons and and myself I hope can actually see the data. So every morning I open that thing up and Boot it up and and wave this wand over my head till I find the sweet spot, and then I collect the all the data that it's it's been gathering for the last 24 hours, and it uploads it into this this secured server space. And uh, what's going to happen is when I go in at the end of September or beginning of October, I don't know if my epileptologist is going to do it or if my neurosurgeon is going to do it, but they're going to take all that data and they're going to program this device again remember it's called responsive neurostimulator so they're going to plug that they're going to program this device to countermatch those seizure waves um so it's going to it's going to program it for the location the amplitude of the seizure uh the frequency of the seizure and uh i think the hertz the megahertz or the hertz or something like that so it's like a fingerprint for the for the seizure wave so as soon As the RNS, once they turn the the counter pulses on, as soon as it detects one of those seizures, within milliseconds, it sends out a counter pulse to match it, which will then stop that seizure. Um this, I mean, it's really, really cool. And while it's doing that, the, the counter pulses, it's still collecting more and more data for the other different seizures that might come along. So that when we go in, in three or four months, probably, they're going to retune it. And they're going to f- tune it up to, to capture those seizure waves as well. So as you can imagine, unlike drugs and other treatments, this device actually is shown to get better over time. It was cleared by the FDA for approval in 2013. And there's well over five or 6,000 people plus that have this device. And I think it's closer to 10,000 or more now. And um, the studies, the research, and the feedback has shown that over, within three-year span of time, the average is a 70% reduction in seizure activity. Some people are still having seizures and have to take, take you know one or two or three meds. Some people end up being seizure-free. So this is the hope. And uh, it, it is, as long as this keeps collecting the data and we can tweak it, Um, I hope to be not only seizure-free, but seizure-med-free within three years. Uh, That's my goal. Three years or less, that's my goal. And so I'm being very cooperative. And uh, the battery life lasts something like, the prediction was between four and six years of battery life. But right now what they're seeing is a good amount of people are making it eight years Um, a couple of people even have made it 10 years before they needed the battery replacement. So that is good news. Uh, they won't have to go in and and replace the batteries as much as, as I thought they would. So that is my journey into becoming bionic, becoming a, a cyborg. That's basically what's going on with me. I'm becoming a borg. Um. So that's what the RNS does. That's the process. First year or two, I'm going to go in two, maybe three times a year to have it fine-tuned and tweaked. And then after that, it'd probably be only once a year that they're going to actually do that, uh, the programming, depending, of course, on how effective um, and how quickly it can gather all the seizure data that's going on in my head. So that's it. The the WANT, the yearly tweaks, the RNS, the responsive neurostimulator. And the cool thing is, too, is... If it doesn't work, if it stops working, or if I just change my mind, it's a completely reversible um, process. They didn't take any brain tissue out or anything like that, so that's a good thing. Um, It was the safest of all my options at the time. And as I had mentioned, it gets better and more accurate over time, which means that as we go along, we might just be able to... Pinpoint to the exact micromillimeter area the tissue that is actually causing the big breakthrough generalized seizures, and if we can do that, then they can go in with laser ablation and take out that tiny little bit of tissue without hurting the rest of the hippocampus, uh, which is preferable for me than just taking the whole damn hippocampus out. So um, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy about this. The uh, I'm glad I chose to do this route because this means with a little bit of work and a lot of focus, I'll be able to achieve my goals uh, better and get off the drugs and still uh, be able to be seizure free and regain almost most of my life back. You know, I can't go through airport um, x-rays. Now they're gonna give me a little ID card that says I have the stimulator, so I can bypass the the X-ray machines and stuff like that. Because X-ray machines apparently will will fuck this thing up, and I'm sure it probably wouldn't feel good either. So, so there's that. Um, yeah, we've been it, it's been that slow roll. Now the biggest uh, stumbling block I have right now, the biggest thing that's slowing me down and not letting me achieve my goals as fast as i like is this drug called clobazam i think i mentioned this in the last episode about the clobazam about how it makes me um, it gets me extremely drowsy and the fatigue is horrible but at the same time it makes for a restless sleep so you're just in a no-win situation right there. It also uh, has been a major cause of of huge depression moments and even a little bit of suicidal ideation here and there. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a previous drug I was on, uh, Ficompa. The only difference is that I learned my lesson this time. And although it is an appetite suppressant and it slows my digestive tract down a little bit, I still force myself to eat. It's like I said earlier, I'm becoming much more aware and cognizant of what feelings, emotions, and effects are coming naturally, organically, and which ones are chemically induced. I didn't realize that back when I was on Phycompa. That was like two years ago. And that one was awful. That one was awful. And I wasn't prepared. I didn't know at that time. I hadn't quite learned how to discern the differences. And I hadn't gotten into, um, you know, my younger brother has really helped me out with a lot of grounding techniques and meditative ideas and things like that to really recenter your mind and ground your body. And it, it helps. It really, really helps. But it also helps to fight that those same tactics that help to fight the auras uh, and de-stress also helped me to discern my feelings and why I was feeling what I was feeling as well. So, so it it incredibly useful for a lot of different things so it's been a fight. It's been a fight. I I can't make it through a day without having to go down for an hour or two. Uh, looks like I'm from the looks of my, my sleep data, I I'm positive that I'm still having nocturnal seizure activity going on right now. And it's just, it's horrible. So I've been really adamant and open with my entire neuro team about it and the desire to get off of it. And, um, they've agreed and so they're going to put me on this a new stuff. I think it's number thirteen or number fourteen. It's called Aptium, and they say they've they've gotten a lot of really good feedback for this stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get on that uh, as soon as they get the subscription. Prescription subscription, prescription, It is. It's like like long term meds are like like a magazine subscription, right? Anyway, that was bad bad analogy. Uh, as soon as I get the the prescription for the Aptium, I'm gonna uh, start stepping off of the Clobazam, stepping up to the Aptium. So by the end of September or early October, I should be off of the Clobazam entirely. I may or may not have to continue on my other med that I've been on forever, the Vimpat. Uh, Not the most effective, but it has the least amount of bad side effects. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't really argued to get off of that. Uh, But the other drugs, man, whoa. So hopefully, hopefully, Aptium will will bring about some good stuff, at least while we're in the transition. I'm told uh, it's pretty much standard practice that they keep you on at least one seizure med for the year after your surgery, after the RNS implant. And, And I can understand because, you know, they don't want, they want to minimize seizures. That's their job. And that's kind of the ultimate goal is to minimize seizures and maximize our safety as patients. However, I feel that, if I were able to get off of the seizure meds, then the RNS stimulator will be able to capture more accurate organic data than it would otherwise because I would probably have more seizures. And while, yes, there's a risk there for physical injury, the majority of my seizures aren't incredibly con- convulsive. Most of them are extension and prone freezing and speaking in tongues and doing weird shit. So they're not overly violent. is what I'm trying to say. So I feel that let's just take me off of all these drugs as soon as my, my skull is healed enough, you know, in a month or two, or maybe the beginning of the year. How about the beginning of 23? And let this sucker just collect as much fucking data as it possibly can. That way it will get more accurate and more effective more quickly, right? At least that's my theory. That's something. In fact, I'm going to jot that down. That's one of the questions I'm going to have for my epileptologist when I meet him uh, in a couple of weeks here. I think three weeks away. So, so I'm doing, doing the daily wand, and I am fighting hard to figure out my timing and my pain management still. Uh, right now the pain management isn't as bad as it was the first two weeks after the surgery. You know, I'm, I'm really weaned off of most of that. I really only take my pain meds at night now. Uh, Only because it helps to counteract the restlessness that comes with the the seizure med. And as soon as we transition off of these seizure meds, I'm expecting more energy. I'm expecting my appetite to come back. And I'm expecting to be able to start pressing forward again on building up my voiceover work. Getting that Patreon page going and trying to get to, uh, get out west to be able to record a new commercial demo. So... Those are the goals. I, I'm not giving up on living, and I'm not letting this be the end of me. And I'm going to figure out a way to live with my epilepsy and and be able to manage or even control the seizures and do it in a way where I can still be a successful voice actor. Cross your fingers for me. But I have faith. I have faith. Um, yeah, I just... I just, just got to keep the hope, right? Just got to keep the hope and the energy. So it's been a, it's been a big one, uh, big couple of weeks, and it's been hard to communicate. It's been hard to answer emails and uh, messages. And it's just been about all I can do to keep myself as positive as I can. And, and be able to put f- enough food in my body to keep myself going. Luckily, I haven't lost any weight yet. I'm still at that good weight of, of you know, swinging between 152 and 155. Which I think is right about where any doctor would tell me I need to be. And they said that it just same thing uh, when I went in to get the staples out. So, rock and roll. I'm fucking on it. And, uh, yeah, every day the hope returns a little bit more, and a little bit more. So that's it. That, that's that's what happened in the surgery. That's what's been going on the past couple of weeks. Um, I've had some really really down moments, but things you know I didn't give up during those down moments. That's the thing. I used tools, tips, tricks that I've been learning from previous experiences like this, how to get through it, and I'm still looking for and on the waiting list for counselors um and yeah we're just gonna ride this and see what happens hell if i can't find a counselor that takes my insurance then my other hope is that i can find at least a couple two three regular clients two or three more voiceover clients and be able to get enough uh streaming income that i might be able to just pay out of pocket. You know, it seems like most counselors are doing that right now anyway. So why not When in Rome, right? Well, I hope you guys are doing good, uh, taking care of yourselves and each other and just kicking it and owning that world that you have out there. And, and, uh, don't just don't ever give up hope and, and yeah, we love you, man. And I hope you're enjoying the cool down. For those in the West, uh, I don't know all over the West, but here in Colorado, we, we've we been going through this heat wave that everyone's going, been going through. And today was just a marvelous, marvelous day. This is the first time I've worn socks and long pants in weeks. and Well, except for the memorial service, of course. But, um, yeah, it's chilly. Hasn't even gotten to like 64 yet, I think. I think our high today was like sixty-two or something like that, and um, I, I've I've just been loving it. I've just been loving it. Such a great break. I'm a winter baby, you know. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty pale. <laughs> the sun gets to me. So Colorado actually isn't the best place for me to be, being this close to the sun. But hey, man, sunscreen, right? Um, but the heat, the heat, just I can. I can handle the cold. I can handle 20 below. You know the colder it gets, you just put on another layer. You'll be fine. But there's only so many layers you can take off when it gets as hot as it has been. So, I hope I hope you're trying. I hope you're able to stay cool the best you can. And I hope this cool weather gets to you, brings you a little bit of precipitation and just a nice big cool down. So, enjoy yourselves. I am going to uh go try and answer a few emails. Get something in my belly. And uh yeah, get on get on with my life and, and moving forward. Be good, but not too good, and remember to unexpect the expected. We'll talk to you soon. This is to my sick kids. Time to Use it as a weapon when it's, done. it's all too much. Seizure salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Mike Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, is used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected, and it's all in your head.